0: What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Ryan, a.k.a. Ryan Boogie with the second half. We have a really tasty treat of an episode, every pun intended, um, as Harold, a.k.a. Sweeney, and I head over to Province SF. And what we really wanted to do is deliver the full Province SF experience to you from the table to the podcast. So we put a lapel mic on Chef Lee so he can do his thing. And at times during this recording, uh, his mic gets a little shaky, and that's the reason for it, because we really wanted you to be there with us at that table. So aside from that, thank you all for continuing to rock with us, and uh, we will continue to do our best for you and give you all the content that'll get you through your day. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Bay vibes with a whole lot of laughs. Kicking knowledge on the new
1: podcast. Dad vibes, but we run it with glass. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half. Yeah, it's the second half. Hey, it's the second half. Kicking knowledge on the new podcast. Listen up, show love, homie, it's the second half.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to the second half, and we have a treat today. Uh, we are here at Province SF with the founder and proprietor of Province SF, uh, Lee Opalinia. He is an SF native, worked in the financial district and in Hawaii. He uh, was also a personal chef, uh, and cooking has always been a passion for him, and uh, we're in for a treat. Um... Without any further ado, Lee Opalinia. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on the show here.
1: Uh, I appreciate you guys joining me here at, at Province. Uh, so, um, Province is a is a pop up dinner that I've been hosting for quite some time now. I'd probably say uh, close to about ten years uh, back then. So it was something that I started doing um, just after I moved back from Hawaii. It was like uh, that experience. I think really opened my eyes. With food, and you know, I, I thought to myself, you know, I got some ideas. I, you know, I, I think I could do something with Filipino food and kind of do my own spin on it. So, you know, my first one back then, it was it was definitely um, it was interesting, mm-hmm. right? It was definitely you know because first one, I just I had so many ideas that I kind of wanted to do, and um, you know, it was great. It was a really good experience. I learned a lot from it right away, you know. And, and back then, uh, what twenty twenty three? Uh, nobody really was doing pop-ups yeah, right? It was just like, it was kind of a new concept. You know, uh, nobody really knew um, about even the public, you know, having a prepaid for a dinner and then you have no idea what's going on or, or who the chefs are and things like that. So, um, you know, uh, I got the idea from a friend of mine that I was, you know, he was doing some pop-ups, that he was doing brunch pop-ups uh, out of the space. So I, I was thinking, you know, I was helping him out. I was like, oh man, that's kind of cool. Um, you know let, let me try to do one of these things and see how it goes right so you know you know if I would do maybe one or two a year just kind of random It was kind of a, pro, uh, a passion project of mine um, and um, yeah one thing led to another then I started doing these dinners here I'll say probably about four years ago four or five years ago and uh, man I, I fell in love with it I was like this is, this is a really cool experience um, I love being, uh, you know, really close to my guests and really being interactive and really kind of getting to know them, right? Uh, something that I learned really quick from, from those uh, from those first pop-ups, you know, I'd rent a space. It would be like, you know, 30, 40 people, guests, right? And then I would, it was just like a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I had my guests in the dining room, and then I would cook in the kitchen, and, uh, you know, it was just like people ate and just left, right? And, I, you know, that kind of stuck with me. You know, I just never really got a chance to introduce myself, you know, really get to know them. You know, they were just, like, eat and leave, and, you know, I, I never heard from them again, right, so, um, yeah, like I said, once I started doing these dinners here, I was like, you know, I think this is, this is something I want to continue, right, I, I don't want to go back to doing the, those larger dinners, you know, I just, I, I think um, this is, this really started where my passion was for doing these pop-ups, right, and then, um, uh, it ended up, being, like, in between jobs, I would, like, leave the job and then, like, you know, have to do some dinners and then, you know, and then start working again, right? But uh, I would say recently, um, probably this past August, right, I took a trip to the Philippines uh, and then uh, I, I probably wouldn't say, like, the food inspired me so much because I, I ate a lot of, like, just home cooking. I mean, that was, like, the best, right? But uh, just the experience itself, I said, man, you know, maybe I should start doing the dinners again, right? So, you know, um... I posted it on uh, social media. I posted some dates out there, and I swear, like, you know, even before I got back home, it was like fully sold out. Right, so I felt like, okay, maybe there's there's a need for this, right? There's an interest. People, you know, want to know. I, you know, I wasn't doing, I didn't do it for maybe a couple of years, right? Like two, you know, about a year or so. You know, so I'm thinking like, people forgot about me, right? Because if you're not constant, right, you know, you start to you know fall off a little bit. What were some
2: of the other places that you worked at before you were like, I'm gonna commit? in oh. the province uh,
1: let's see okay so um, uh, the first place that I worked at uh, was the Ritz Carlton in San Francisco uh, I worked there about uh, f- uh, I would say uh, nine years on and off right so worked there uh, I worked there in the, the fine dining restaurant worked my way up from you know salad stations prepping and, you know got up to like the meat station which is like the station where just before you come to chef right and then um, uh, in between that I got offered uh, a job to work in Hawaii uh, which was like another uh, yeah fine dining restaurant uh, it was called Vintage Cave you were there was, for a minute right? I was there for about almost a year not, oh, not very long I, I, yeah I, no, it was kind of a quick uh, quick uh, job um, but I did my thing um, loved it loved the experience uh, it, it was just like a different level of cooking that, that I had learned from, mm. before that right mm-hmm. so uh, just just being able to work with some of the products that we had and um, uh, the style of food, I think really opened my eyes with fine dining. Sure. And that's where I kind of fell in love with that. So came back, uh, worked at Bruce Carlton for a few more years, uh, worked at, um, uh, for Google, i worked in the Google campus and now I'm viewed for, you know, for uh, uh, corporate cooking, right? I was a personal chef for a quick second for a family in Atherton. Uh, I worked at um, a place called uh, Madcap in San Isomo, okay. which is like another Mission style restaurant. Uh, for one of my mentors of mine, uh, you know, mm-hmm. it, it really was. Uh, you know, I went there to eat, right? And um, he was like, "Hey, um, i I really need help. I'm looking for somebody. i you know, already interested." I'm like, "No, I'm, I have a job, right? right?" So he's like, "You know what? Uh, uh, let's sit down and let's talk about it, right? You know, you know, just just hear what I have to offer." And uh, you know, it's one of those deals where you know your, you know your mentor of yours asks you know, kind of a favor you know, and then says he needs help.
2: It's hard. It's hard I, to say no,
1: right? Oh, As I, I, I dropped everything and I said, you know what, you know, whatever you need, right. I'll be
0: here when it. It also must be an honor and a humbling experience. To oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It was a complete honor,
1: you know, to, to be able to work alongside him. I think, you know, I tell people. I tell people a lot, all the time uh, I think that that time that I spent with him at Madcap, I, I think it was the best experience mm. within the 15 years that I've been cooking professionally yeah. you know I've ever had yeah. yeah yeah like you said right, to be able to cook in a small kitchen like elbow to elbow with somebody that you look up right. to for all the time and then uh, he sees you you know almost as an equal. equal yeah yeah so I was like man this is a-
0: and as a chef that's where you're trying to get to like that's that's the that is, you know, the defining factor in terms of like the chef's progression. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you, you once you get to a point where you feel, I mean,
1: I don't want to, I don't know if you want to say like validated, right? You right. feel like all those, those yeah, years of training pain that you feel like, oh man, that's, you know, yeah. I've arrived. I've arrived. I, I can do my thing, and you know, as, as as many as so long that I've been doing these dinners. I just never felt that, like you know, I think I just need to work a little bit. I think I need to train a little bit longer, or or learn more things. But I think uh, after that, for him to tell me, hey, you know, uh, when you, when you open your restaurant, you know, I'm there with you. I'll, I'll help you. You know, whatever you need. I'm like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Like I think, you know, this is pretty serious, that's right. right? So ready. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. So that you know, that that kind of leads me to this. And I, I've been doing these dinners for. Um, uh, since August every uh, every Friday and Saturday and now I started doing them every other Thursday mm-hmm. and um, consistently uh, you know sold out probably about two two months out That's amazing yeah yeah so right now I'm, I'm fully booked all the way through May and uh, you know I'm just super grateful that you know there there's an audience and people are really into it and
0: you know it, it, it's kind of cool because uh, uh, I'm into it because I'm still on the wait list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to get it recorded to get in here. I'm just yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but, but you, you know, gotta find a way to cut the line. You know what I really good. take from your story is just the full story arc itself, right? Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. gone through basically the whole culinary line of progression, but it's full circle because here you are doing what you love to do from your home. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and I mean,. This wasn't really planned, like to do it. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm
1: looking for a more permanent space, right? But, you know, uh, what better way to really like experience, uh, you know, a chef and and, and their chef's yeah. cooking, but in their chef's table kitchen, right? It's just, mm-hmm. it's very intimate. So, you know, I tell my guests uh, because of uh, the intimate setting and, and and you know where we're at. Um, you know, whenever anybody has any questions or, or comments, I, I welcome them at any point. I'll try to answer as many questions as I know answers yeah. to, right? I want people to feel comfortable uh, eating here. And, um, I try to I try to present Filipino food uh, as, as as refined as, as I can, right? As far as I, as I know. And um, I try to make the, the food speak for itself as mm-hmm. far as, you know, fine diet, mm-hmm. right? So it's kind of casual experience or casual setting, right? Um, being in my home and, and um, yeah,
0: just uh, m- making the, the food good for us. Uh, That's awesome, man. Yeah, wow. That's positive res- representation for our culture, as you know. And we actually have this conversation a lot. Um, I love to eat. His wife's a good cook, so we talk about food all the time. And yeah,
2: hey, I love to eat too, man.
0: You do. <laughs> but you, you know, when it comes to like Filipino dining and the Filipino food experience, it's like people have tried to elevate it but somehow they kind of fizzle out and we really need more people like you to present our cuisine because really when you're presenting this cuisine to people, you're presenting our culture.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I feel like there's a responsibility right, right. that I, I hold. You know, I don't take that lightly, right? Like, I, I want to make sure that, like you said, I'm representing the culture and, and, and you know, Filipino food and Filipino people and, and, um, all around, but, um, you know... Um, it's almost like um, I feel we gotta do yeah, a little bit extra, right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's just my belief. I feel like we just gotta be a little extra better than everybody else. Yes. Just because we need to kind of break through, right? So, you know, with that being said, I feel like um, I, I try to go the extra mile, right? I, I wanna make sure that everybody, all my guests, really see the value of, of what they're eating or, or what they're experiencing. So, you know, um, I don't. I don't take you know any of my guests lightly. I, I'm I'm very humble. You know, every night that everybody comes and shows up, right, and uh, very grateful. You know, uh, that that they appreciate what I'm doing, right? Okay, it's a little bit warm here. So, uh, like I said, I, I did a uh, a little bit of time at a restaurant uh, in Hawaii, right, and um, when, uh, when any when uh, any of our guests would sit down, the first things that we would present our guests was a warm towel on Oshibori, right? So that was the first restaurant that I've ever seen kind of do that, and I really thought that was kind of a cool cool little touch. So I knew right off when I uh, opened a restaurant, I want to do the same thing. So ever since uh, my first pop-up, we presented uh, a warm towel to my guests, you know, just so... You know, it's kind of a nice touch, nice detail, but also there's going to be some dishes that uh, tonight that will be using your hands. So uh, I think it's, um, yeah, you guys can go ahead and pick that up and uh, kind of wipe your hands. Also, just uh, the sensation of a, like a warm towel, you know, touching your yeah, skin, I think, really kind of gets your um, senses growing, right? So, yeah, go for it.
0: So, you walk us back before, uh Before you actually were unleashed into the the cooking circle, where was schooling and training for you? Uh,
1: Like cooking school? Yes. All right, so um, I went to uh, the California Culinary Academy here in San Francisco um, about 15 years ago, right? So it's it's been a while now. A little different. Uh, That school ended up closing. It's just, you know, the the students and and cooking in general, just a little bit different than it was back then. Um, and um, yeah, no. It's it, uh, it was never something that I, I dreamed of as a kid, right? I, I wasn't like this prodigy chef, like at like eight years old and be like, you <laughs> know, I was like in the kitchen. No, not at all. I, I, wouldn't, agree, mom, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I would even say my mom really inspired. I mean, she, yeah, she was a working mom, right? So she was always you know out working. So you know, we were. Eating, you know, top ramen and whatever, like uh, just like any other kids back then. But um, you know, I I always uh, I always wanted to open a restaurant. I think, and it just in my heart, I really thought that Filipino food could can be elevated. And that was um, I don't know, even like fifteen, yeah, you know, almost 20 years ago that I had this idea, yeah. right? So uh, a friend of mine was like, uh, you know, why don't you go to culinary school and you know become chef of this restaurant and you know I've never really cooked I've never worked in a kitchen before
0: and I said you know what? And, um, You know, let me try it and see how it goes and you know that's kind of how it went mm-hmm. you know never looked back ever since so that's kind of where we're at now nice bro I haven't even taken a bite yet and I'm already fangirling <laughs> <laughs> I'm already talking you, know, you can stop me and be like hey I'm hungry you know let's start cooking no, 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 something. No, no, I'm, I'm enjoying this already we should describe the atmosphere really quick for those listening. Um, you know, Lee's situated here off of the Excelsior, and yeah, he's a native San Franciscan. Never mind that he went to Reardon. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just me being better from them crashing our Lowell dances. But you know, <laughs> that's 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 uh, at San Francisco. Everyone kind of just cohabitating and. Um, so with the ambiance, he's got the cool music playing. We're right here His at own the playlist, calendar.
2: by the way. He, he comes up with his own playlist. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, so, I mean,
2: which you could follow. Right, uh, it's on. You post it on Spotify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's under, On Spotify, I, I think, the like, I think I said, it might like be it. under province.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So I I curate this this playlist just for these dinners here. And, yeah, I mean, you know, talking about high school, right? I uh, I was uh, back in the day. Um, in a DJ group, I feel like everybody was kind of a right. DJ or a break dancer back then. Uh, but I was in a Emotion of motion uh, back then. And we, I think we, we probably DJed some of those low dancers. Yeah, the yeah, so I think that's where I, I really appreciated music or hip hop. And uh, so you know, the playlist playlists that I, I you know put together are is all the songs, all, everything that I like, right? Right. You know, everything that I kind of grew up listening to, or whatever that you know I like to listen to. So everything about this experience I feel is a little bit about myself. Right, mm-hmm. as far as like the music, the place that we're eating at, right, the kind of food that I know how to cook. Right, it's mm-hmm. like it's not traditional Filipino food because I don't, I'm not an expert at cooking traditional Filipino food, right? But I'm able to create these dishes, these Filipino dishes, uh, by uh, using some of the techniques that I learned uh, how to how to cook in some of these French and Japanese, uh, you know, influenced uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm.
2: So how did when you first came about uh, this? How did your fir- your friends react to this? Because you know, it's Filipino food, but when you look at it, yeah, it doesn't look like your traditional dish.
1: No, yeah, I mean, my friends were all into it. I mean, they're they're very supportive. Um, I mean, but you know, I would say you know some people that haven't experienced it or people like kind of outside of my circle that don't really know. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's some there's some people that might have you know some negative feedback, whatever. But it's just, and that's okay because they've never been here, right? They don't know, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you know, everyone's entitled to their
0: own opinions. Do you do you feel like you're under extra scrutiny from our people because of the food that you're cooking? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean we're a judgmental culture. A hundred
1: percent. A hundred percent. I say that all the time. It's like people ask me, like, oh, why hasn't Filipino food really taken up? I and mean, that's the answer right there. I think our own people don't support it. Right. You know, and and I get it. You know, I think they're, they're, at one point you want to be able to support it, but then there's got to be, a, like, a legit product behind it, right? Like, people want to know that they're... they're You know, recommending it to the people like that aren't Filipino, and then they want to make sure that they enjoy it too, right?
2: So, for most of your your dinners, you have a pretty consistent menu, right? And then you'll change it up. What inspires the the change, and how do you come up with the type of presentation for that particular dish? Oh
1: man! Uh, So, I would say the inspiration uh, it can come from anywhere, really. It can come from like the, you know, the, the plateware that I'm, I'm trying to use, right? I, I, I sometimes I tell the story. So one time, I um I went to Michaels, right, at the arts and craft store, right, and I was walking around, whatever, and um I saw these like mirror, like these round mirror plates, right, and usually people will use them for like centerpieces, yes. at like cotillions or whatever, right, <laughs> the hotel for the flowers on top, right. And I kind of looked at it, and I was like, oh, man, that would be kind of cool to use as a plate, right? So I ended up buying a few of them, and I created a dish just to use, you know, for that, you know, vessel, awesome. right? So sometimes it's like that. Sometimes I'll see, you know, something on the street or, like, some type of artwork, and it just kind of inspires me. Or colors, right? right. Color combinations. Or um, maybe I'll see, uh, like, a dish. Not necessarily a Filipino dish, but something. You know, if I, uh, I, I uh, follow a lot of, like... Um, uh, chefs, you know, like, like French chefs, like mm-hmm. Japanese chefs, right, and some of the plating really inspires me, right, you know, it's just like clean and really beautiful, yeah. so um, how can I take that concept of like, you know, doing some type of plating and, and create a dish you know, yeah. that, that might have that one component or something sure. like that? yeah, so um, let me explain our first course here, my first course is a black truffle whole run. Uh, I try to tell people, uh, traditionally, it's kind of like a snack or a candy. Okay. Uh, a lot of times people will get it, like, when they come back from the Philippines right inside, or like pasta and there's, like, gifts that you come back home with. So, um, you know, a lot of times it's like, sweet, or it comes in, like, different flavors. I wanted to make this one uh, a little more savory, uh, adding black truffles, um, there's whipped cream fresh, and chives on top. And, um, you know black truffles, creme fraiche, and chives It's like a classic combination, I think, from everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe not in Filipino cuisine. Right. But uh, um, the whipped creme fraiche uh, will help kind of uh, wash your palate down so it's not as dry as you might think the what is. So you guys can go ahead and pick that up with a couple of bites
0: uh, there. I hope you guys enjoy that. All right.
2: So this is my... Uh third time having this and it's like the first time
0: man let me describe that experience I'm definitely getting the pulverone texture mm-hmm. right. right which is it, it, it's playing with my mind because <laughs> it's familiar to me but at the yeah. same time like that black truffle sneaks up and you're like whoa you know it but you don't yeah. but this is delicious as shit right oh, I appreciate that.
2: right
0: that's why like
2: it's like the first time yeah, this is my third time, but this, it just tastes like the first time.
0: Because I mean, like Lee said, you're just used to not to uh, be uh, ungrateful when you receive those pulverons, but you have so many of them, you kind of were just like, Yeah, no you don't think twice about oh, it. Right? Right? Like, okay, and then sometimes it sits in your cover and yeah. you don't know, think about it, right? This is not your mama's pulver run uh, right? yeah, yeah, Not yeah. at all. Oh, man.
1: So a lot of the dishes that I create or I come up with uh, are based on Filipino uh, kind of dishes that I've had, you know, either growing up as an adult, right? So I'm able to, like, like, I know what it tastes like, I know the texture of it, I know some of the ingredients that are in it, right? So I'm able to take those dishes and I really know uh where I want to take it or how more I can take it as far as like
0: some of the techniques that I know how to do right? it's funny I, I remember making pulverone with my grandmother yeah? using those old school molds. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. She would have flipped out having one of these.
2: <laughs> it's not your you know your regular pulverone it's that. Yeah, it's funny
1: I so saw I had my, my party last night was uh was his brother and sister and they bought their parents, right? Filipino. And uh, sometimes I feel like, you know, Filipinos like we were saying is a little bit more harder to impress, right? Because they yeah. feel like they kinda have an impression of what Filipino food should be. Um, but uh, they loved it. They're just like yeah. they're blown away, they're amazed. Because, you know, like I said, these are our flavors and some ingredients that, you know, they're used to, right? But uh, to be presented in a different way that um, just has you know, looks nothing like the traditional mm-hmm. dish, I think really kind of spoke
2: to that. You've been recognized by uh, other folks, too, in the food industry. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Um, so, funny, one time um, I had a guest and no idea. I mean, just like, just like you guys, right? Sometimes I have strangers, I have no idea who they are, and I had this one guest, you know, gave me her name book you know, cook the dinner just like everybody else does, and, and have the same experience that everybody else does too, and, uh, you know, give them the same, spiel that, that that I normally give every night, right, and, um, and, uh, a couple of days later, she tells me, you know, I'm, you know, my name isn't really so-and-so, my name is, uh, so and from the San Francisco Chronicle. Oh, she was a main. Uh, she used to be the main uh, food writer for okay. Food creating. and uh, I was like, at first I was kind of blown away, right? But I was like, oh my god, like someone. So, her, so, so, so like, she's
0: booked under a different name. Yeah. Wow. So I had no idea it was
1: her, and uh, I, you know, I just felt like someone of her uh, level, right, to come to my you know, humble home and, you know, I have my food and, you know, uh, she just had great things to say and she was really excited for me. And, um, no, it was, uh, it, was it was nice. It was a good experience for yeah. sure.
0: I know this is early, but, you know, with just that first serving, that was not a humble bite.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for
1: sure. You know, it's funny. It's like, like you were saying, it's, it's not humble, but, you know, I try it's to take these humble dishes, uh you know, being you know, called province, right? Province is like you know, the countryside of the Philippines, the farmland, right? And my both my parents are from the province, so I try to take these dishes and kind of elevate it, right? So it's not you know, it's humble dishes to begin with, but really refine it and just make it really, really
2: beautiful. Mm-hmm. For myself, I really love how you are elevating the culture for us. You know, yeah. it's this, I know my mom. Wait, I guess both of my parents would flip out. It's yeah. like, that ain't what it is. Like, oh, well, taste it. Right? Yeah.
0: You know, I know, I'm not going to see what this one is. I'll let you describe it to us. But just from the scent alone, that's already this familiar smell. There's no <laughs>
1: part of food, too, and, and part of going out, I think it should uh, evoke some type of memory, right? So, I try to do that with some of my dishes, it's like, like yeah, of course, it's it look like it, but if it uh, has a flavor or, or something that kind of brings you to some type of memory where you had that flavor, you know, that, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah.
2: So, uh, for Ryan and I, this is, um, I don't know, kind of funny, because, um, we we skipped out on a a game today, right? We're supposed to have a
0: basketball game.
2: Oh, it's a man. man. Hey,
0: they're, they're they're gonna hear it anyway, right?
2: Anyways, the name sorry of guys, our, it's recorded. The, the <laughs> name of our team we're called the eggplants. The eggplant? Eggplants. Eggplants. Oh, so when uh, our our captain sends us a uh, a text, he always uh, <laughs> addresses us as. Um, alone
0: right (laughs) shout out Randy Randy you gotta understand why we skipped the game yeah you would do it too (laughs) besides we already locked in the uh, the sixth
2: seed so oh you're
0: good yeah we're good
2: we weren't there to enjoy the game but you'll enjoy this podcast so
0: we're we're even I can't speak for all uh, older people but I know for sure just from what we've had so far this is definitely an experience my mom would enjoy um because she's kind of had the experience of both worlds of Philippines in here, and this is something you know she's now 75 something we talk about from her experience is just more visibility for Filipinos yeah yeah but as Lee said, it's almost like you know because we're, we're like we're, we're somewhat the forgotten Asians right mm-hmm. and we're competing against other Asians so you always have to try extra hard just to be seen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I feel like I mean, if if, if uh, you know our, our fellow, you know, Filipinos aren't supporting it, then you know there's something wrong there, right? right. Either you we're not doing something right for them to support it, or you know there's just that's just our culture. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, so our next course here is uh, what I call Dolong. and uh, traditionally it's, it's uh, I want to say it's like an eggplant omelet, right? So you would take the eggplant charred the skin off of it, uh, kind of flatten it out, and then dredge it in like an egg batter, pan-fry it, basically an egg, kind of almond, right? Sometimes we will serve it with like just uh, really nice hot rice, and then what, what I like to call uh, Filipino salsa, which <laughs> yeah. is, I know, tomatoes, onions, garlic, soy sauce, and vinegar, right? That's kind of basic. Sometimes you put fish sauce or whatever, right? So there's a little bit of acid as you're eating it. So in the eggshell here, what we have is an eggplant um, puree that's been roasted. Uh, there's an egg mousse or an egg foam. On top of that, we have a crispy quinoa, a little bit of uh, snow pea greens, or yeah, or the, the greens that come off of the vine of that, and then a, a little of blossoms. So uh, what I would recommend is taking that little spoon that you have there to the right uh, and digging all the way to the bottom and getting a little bit of puree
0: some of the egg and the quinoa in, in one bite. So please Enjoy I feel like I have to apologize to my wife before I take this bite. This is absolutely her favorite Filipino. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, uh, apologizing to our listeners in advance for a lot of the silence cuz we are enjoying not just
0: the food but the experience. Yeah, you definitely <clears throat> What's amazing about this one is you Actually, taste the char. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of it, but you taste the char and the smoke, yeah, which is exactly. an amazing component to this dish. Yeah. And
1: then, uh, as a puree, I put a little bit of uh, a little bit of vinegar, sherry vinegar, as I blend it. So that's where the that acid comes in, and it also that you know, acid will break up some of the richness of it. So, yeah, you know, that's where it's like a, a nice little bite.
0: Yeah. In. I'm catching that vinegar now
2: sometimes it's hard to describe the presentation so you could catch the photos uh, at the second half on Instagram. Uh, We will post the pictures of the dishes on there if you want to uh,
0: see what we're eating. Also, just get motivated and make sure you're on that wait list if you're listening. Yeah,
1: definitely. uh, Jump on it now. Email me uh, at... uh contest at Gmail, and uh, just get on the mailing list. You know, it's it's, it's hard because you know uh, it's very limited in seating, right? Mm-hmm. So I try to accommodate as many people as I can, but um, you know, it is what it is, right? I, I, I try not to extend myself or extend that whole experience of, like mm-hmm. adding more seats around the table, where you know our, my guests won't have a good time; they won't have you know enjoy, it, right? So. I want to make sure that the experience kind of stays true to what it is, and have that everybody experience absolutely. It in the same way. That,
2: so. That's there's a lot to be said about that. You know, yeah. You don't want to take away from the experience, and you, you
0: still want to make it enjoyable for yourself. You know. Yeah.
2: yeah
0: for sure. That's a and that's another component of this meal in itself is just you know there's restaurants offer the chef's table, but. You also don't get this personalized connection from no, the people know chefs. No, know, well. no, for sure. I mean, I like I to
1: think maybe a lot of chefs don't want to talk to the right, or, or their guests, uh, but I'm kind of the opposite. Right? Like, I, I enjoy it. Um, I think it's just, it, it makes the experience of dining just a little bit better, mm-hmm. right? I
0: feel. Yeah, it's definitely an art form, and I think the stories... It is it's a true art. True but the art. stories behind it yes. are what... You know, it, it's what captures that moment for you.
2: And you feel that connection with the dish and the story. It's like, oh, wow.
0: What are you guys thinking so far, underdogs? It's all right. yeah. <laughs> It's cool. For our listeners out there, it's just me and Harold today, the two underdogs, the production crew. Um, sorry, guys. That's right. I, I forgot to
2: say who was on the on this episode, and yeah, Ryan already uh, said it's it's just the two of us today, Ry Boogie and uh, your
0: demon barber, Sweeney Todd. But you know what, guys? You guys could also hear about it on the next episode. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we're speaking to uh, Peaches, Bird Dog,
0: and, uh, oh, well, Launchpad. We been, yeah, have we introduced yeah.
2: Launchpad on the episode? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Launchpad it is. So, Lee, you know, the San Francisco food scene, as we all know, having grown up here, it's competitive. Where do you think this uh, niche of yours fits in with that food scene?
1: So, I I feel like what I do is just a little different. I I feel like it's something unique. Um, You know, even even if it's not four, and you know, what I'm looking for is a space that I can do maybe like 10 or 12, Mm -hmm. but it's still something that's unique to. I think uh, most restaurants in San Francisco, right? You don't get you don't get that experience a whole lot, but to have it, you know, based on Filipino food, I think it's just that much different and that, that that much more unique. Um, I, I mean, Filipino food scene is, I feel like, has changed a lot for sure. I mean, you uh, you see a lot of. Um, kind of like a similar, I, I want to I say uh, a, a little bit of similar restaurants doing kind of similar mm-hmm. food, right? <clears throat> I feel like they all shop at the Fair Building, you know, uh, farmer's market, they get the same produce, it's all seasonal and it's great, right? But it's like, you know, it, it, it's, uh, where they differ is the, the chef's experience and how they take those products and, and make their own, right? right? Whereas, you know, what I'm doing is like, you know, completely from left field, right? Completely different from what I think most people are doing. I mean, even with Filipino food, I feel like I have a different take on it, right? And I like to say it's because of my my culinary experiences. You know, this is what this is why we were saying. You know, where I get my inspiration is from the places that I work at and the people that I work for, right? So I think the the, the dishes that I create are just going to be different from anybody else's because. I just have a different experience, sure. right, from all the other chefs. It's basically your life story that you're presenting right exactly. here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So my next course here is my uh, lime toast, and what I tell people, I tell people it's very similar to, like, uh, cream of spinach, okay. um, and I think yeah. that's a, kind of the best description of it. Traditionally, they would use uh, taro leaves, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a, kind of a stew. Of uh, uh, the taro leaves and um, in coconut milk with a lot of ginger, sometimes a little bit of spice as well,
0: coming from the I was say saying earlier. So this is my—I mentioned it uh, in our last episode. This is my favorite Filipino dish.
2: Well, then you're in for a treat. This one is
0: really good. Um, I'm, I'm over here salivating.
1: <laughs> so, like I said, this is a uh, lang toast. And uh, what I did was I, uh, instead of taro leaves, I used yam leaves. A little bit more tender, but the technique that I, I cooked it was very similar to uh, cream of spinach, where I took coconut milk, uh, sorted down some ginger, uh, shallot, and garlic, and um, cooked that coconut milk in it. Then I um, added the, the yam leaves and um, a little bit of Thai chili for the okay. spice. And that sits on... a. Uh, <coughs> a uh, steamed and, uh, and toasted puto. Puto is like a, kind of a rice cake, and uh, I steamed that in uh, some banana leaves, so you kind of get that little flavor kind of in the background. And then I toasted it just before, uh, just before you guys showed up, so oh. just before service. So it has a little bit of a texture to it as well. On top of that, we have uh, a kabocha squash puree. Uh, k- kabocha squash or calabasa, sometimes kind of what people call it. Um, and then when I puree that, there's a little bit of bagaon or fermented shrimp paste uh, in the puree itself. Oh, man. A little bit of toasted peanuts on top of that and some sorrel leaves or wood sorrel leaves or the flowers, sorry.
0: So I'm looking at these as, as Lee's presenting these to us and everything is visually on point. I mean, everything is like a piece of art in itself.
2: So can you tell me what your take is on the food scene now versus like Say ten years ago. Um,
1: I mean, I I would think that there's a there's a lot more. Actually, no. I, I want I don't want to say more fine dining restaurants, but it was just different. Like the fine dining uh, restaurant scene was a little bit more different. Just like you know, you hear or, or read about how how uh, restaurant culture was. I mean, I I, uh, I experienced that firsthand for sure. Um. I worked at a restaurant, and for uh, I just stashed there for you know a couple months at a restaurant. It was one of the one of the top restaurants in the city at the time, and uh, you know it was uh, it was difficult for sure. You know it's what you hear about and re- you know read about in restaurant culture. You know some of the guys are just not not very nice. I would mm-hmm. say right. They're just not they're, they're not there to teach you or or really kind of bring you on. They're just really cutthroat and. You know, um, you know, I'd see people, you know, uh, that they were working next, next, you know, to them. You know, they would just like take their tools and just like, hide it, you know, in the kitchen. It was kind of like that. It was a little rough, and you don't get that anymore. It would, things are a little bit easier. I feel, you know, people are a little bit more um, accommodating. I would say to to some of the staff, and I mean that's that's another thing too. Is like staff is a little bit hard right now. I think it's anywhere.
0: So, you know, you kind of take what you can and, and, and uh, work with who you can. Right. I got to say this. I think Lee just ruined lying for me. I don't right. know if I'll ever have a regular lying plate again. There was a lot going on with that because... A lot of flavor. A lot of flavor. You also had the, the Um And if I didn't know those were yam leaves, I would still think it was taro. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he ruined a lot of dishes for me, but... Hey, you
2: got to elevate the game, right? So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. And it's you know, it's just a progression. Yeah, uh, it, it's just a, it's a progression of food, right? And, and where it ends up going because there's always going to be, you know, a movement going forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you find it though, since all of this is basically a, um, a Filipino infused menu? Do you find it difficult or challenging to Infuse your culture with the food and how you want to present it. Um,
1: do I find it difficult? There's a I think there's a different level of, of being difficult. It's more so of like how, I know what dishes I want to do mm-hmm. and how I want it to present. Want, how how do I want it to look on a plate? How do I want my guests to eat it? You know, everything kind of takes into account. So all that stuff you know takes a lot of time. Even up until like. The guest show I'm like still constantly thinking about it but as far as like uh, infusing like Filipino food in general like to you know are are we saying like more palatable for like a a wider range of audience I mean I mean I I don't think so only because that's my palate right (laughs) like I, I I kind of feel like I'm kind of in that same audience so I feel like you know the food that I create is kind of open
0: already to a wide audience. You know, I I ask that um, because as I'm seeing these, again, they don't look like your typical Filipino dishes, but I can tell from both the taste, the story, and the presentation that so much thought and research went into these. um, Because I'm definitely catching all the flavors of our normal um, food where these... um, come from or are influenced from yeah. but it's still completely different it's it's both it's completely different but yeah. also the same
2: yeah
1: exactly and that's what I'm trying to do I'm, I'm not trying to you know change it up too much and I'm, I'm not trying to uh, steer too far away from what I'm trying to uh, to present and then it's just like it gets lost right and I think that's, that sometimes happens too like people will create these you know uh, these filthy dishes, and it just you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense, or you know, why why would they you know, right. use that that ingredient? You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really you know correlate, or you know, maybe that's the you know that's their impression of how they want to do it, right? Um, everybody has their own food story, sure. Right? So every chef is going to be different, right? So uh, you know, with that being said, our next course here is my uh, bronzino sea and um, the reason why I use branzino. Is you know sometimes people would use uh, bangus so or milkfish, right? And milkfish, you know, we don't really get it here um, fresh, right? It's it's more native to uh, the Philippines, and we can only get it frozen. So the quality of it that we can get isn't really what I want to use, right? So you know, cooking bronzino, I feel like is a very similar texture, which is the reason why I use it, right? So it makes sense. So I, I filleted that bronzino, pan roasted it, you know, shredded up the meat, and marinated it with uh, shallots, uh, tomatoes, uh, soy sauce, and a little bit of lemon juice. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's kind of the marinated and you get a lot of flavor into it. Um, traditionally, uh you would get right onions, tomatoes, uh, sometimes jalapeno or something like that, and sometimes like they'll mix in like mayonnaise or something mm-hmm. to have some creaminess, right? So the uh, the creaminess, or the mayonnaise. Uh, I ended up making um, something called a, a gribiche. It's so much a gribiche, but a gribiche is like a sauce that you make, uh, very similar to like tartar sauce. Mm-hmm. So I took salted duck eggs, um, made that smooth, blended in with a little lemon juice, a little right? So that's what that is. Just is salted duck eggs. Salted duck eggs. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Another component. Yeah,
1: exactly. So again, ingredients that you know, you would find widely in Filipino cuisine. But maybe not
0: presented, you know, the way that people are are yeah. used to. Well this is uh ceasing typically is like a pollutant food, right? Exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. Pulutan or like uh like drinking food, right? Yeah. Something like when you're drinking beer or whatever, you want to snack on something, mm-hmm. like peanuts or whatever. Yeah, you'll get uh like a platter of C like on a sizzling plate and people will just kinda like munch on it.
2: So the uh the presentation Right? Is that something that was taught, or was that something that was in you, and you just brought it out as you were going and uh, as you came along uh, in in cooking?
1: In cooking uh, a little of both. I mean, there, there's some components where I'll plate a dish, and it's it kind of reminds me of like my um, some of my first jobs, right? It's very similar and you know kind of standard, right? Um, some of the other plating. Uh, I might get some inspiration from like like I said you know when I worked in Hawaii at, at Vintage Cave or you know some things that I see other chefs doing or um, you know sometimes you'll see like these little tartlets that a lot of chefs are it's kind of a kind of a trend right now it's like doing these little tarts and um, I kind of made it kind of my own here uh, as as kind of a vessel to eat from uh, I, I fill that um, that sea into that little rice tartlet that I made so.
0: Uh, you guys can go ahead and pick that one up as well. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy that. All right. I am taking a dive here. Goodbye to regular sea <laughs> Man. Mmm. I knew we are trying to keep this episode clean, but holy shit. <laughs> that was a bite, bro. This is, this is the one.
2: You know like i said this is my third time every time i say this is the one it's like the next one is like oh wait this
0: is the one man and then no this is the one i don't know man he, he yeah i'm catching the the salted duck egg um yeah it's just it takes this to another whole a whole another level you're saying the same thing you feel the same
1: so the music, It's got that funky taste Right mm-hmm. A little bit But mm. how do you balance that out So it's
2: not funky Right And even though We're talking about this I, I still feel like We're not Taking away From the experience Or even really Doing this injustice So like you have to come in And experience this For yourself
1: Yeah Even like I'll try to uh, Tell people about it And explain to them And uh, I say the same thing Even to this day i just like you, you just gotta got to come and try it because right. it's, it's just it's different and it's very unique and it really is a, a really experience that I right. feel like you just
0: got to try it, right? Yeah, to, I to really understand. I don't think you can articulate it, no, because right. I mean, being Filipino, you know, having eaten all this food growing up, I, I'm actually I'm never at a loss, but I am at a loss for exactly. trying to just piece together <laughs> what I'm going through because, again, for me. It's not merely just, this food is delicious, this food is delicious, it's great, but it's just evoking memories, childhood experiences, uh, past connections. Yeah. It's doing a lot for yeah, me yeah. right now. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So after my second
2: time here, you know, Ryan hit me up and uh, we were talking about it and you know, he, was trying, he was trying to <laughs> get as much info from me. As much as possible, like what what is yeah. it like, yada yada yada, and I told him it, it, it's it's just hard to describe. It's hard
1: to describe. Yeah, you yeah. have this to is... come
2: in, you have to experience it. Yeah, and yeah. you know, he said, "Hey, we got to push for an episode." I was like, "I'm gonna push, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm gonna push." And no, you know, thank you. you again for no, no, just cut nice the line and, yeah, uh, get in here and <laughs> share with our listeners and you know, hopefully do some more promoting for you. Uh, Not to say that you're not busy enough,
0: but... Well, this is is a bonafide treat. And, you know, more so than just the dining experience, I think if you are in the Filipino community, the Asian community in general, this is the kind of stuff that you should be trying to pump up. Absolutely.
2: And, you know, Lee is just... He's a good dude. Really cool dude.
0: Yeah. I got... Look, we are... Four courses into it, and I forgot that Lee went to Burden. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, bro. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, is co-ed now, right? Co-ed, oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a pivot, but as, as <laughs> an as alum, as an alum, how do you how do you feel about that direction?
1: No, I, I mean, mean it's. It, uh,
0: it doesn't matter to me because I don't go to school anymore. So
1: I mean, um, just as an alumni, knowing that what it was, I, I I don't know. I mean, it, it's definitely a different experience. Like just being there with all boys, yeah. You know, it, it's it's just different. Right? Yeah, there's a certain brotherhood. A, yeah. So I don't know. I I can't tell. You know what the what the dynamic right. is now. So um, I mean, I'm sure they're doing well, and you know.
0: We gotta make them too, right? Ridin's one of those schools. For for those who don't know, um, traditionally all boys school in San Francisco, but uh, a school that also came with a, a level of prestige. I would say, yes, right, yes. Um, it meant something to go there as well, not just to be in San Francisco, but it also it, it, like you, even for for families, you kind of. Um, you kind of felt like, oh, you're doing well off, you know. You're able to send your kids to room
2: Yeah. So uh, going back to uh, to
0: Lee and this next
2: uh, this next dish, this one is a one that I'm excited for because I haven't had it. And uh, in our last episode, we were talking about, you know, the quote-unquote basic dishes, right? And lobio is one of the ones that I, we said was kind of basic. I'm curious to see. How he's gonna present this? Yeah, and then the taste of it, right?
0: Yeah, we uh, we did a, a top ten Filipino food list. Oh yeah, but you know, when you when you try to look for a top ten Filipino food dish yeah. on the web, it's always the most commercialized: and, right,
2: lumpia, uh, and adobo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you ask anyone; those are usually the ones that. A reference, right?
1: Right. Yeah, that's the basic so that's what everybody knows, right? Just even outside of Filipino
2: culture, like And not to say it's not good, right? It's it's good. Yeah. But we're more than just loopy yeah. about it. Definitely more and than I just don't. a list
0: of ten. Right. <laughs> yeah. And people don't get that too. Even within those certain dishes, different provinces, different regions do them differently. Yes. I'll tell you what was uh, unfair
2: growing up <laughs> and I'm sure you guys heard it, heard it also but like in school you guys eat dog right
0: <laughs> yeah
2: it's like we were always associated with that when they talked about Filipino food yeah,
0: yeah. but again that's why people like Lee are important because through you know humans are are made to connect yeah right that is the nature of life we thrive off connectivity um Filipinos though since we're kind of silent within the Asian community and you know let's just be frank about it we're just not great representatives for ourselves as a collective I'm over generalizing because there's certainly some outstanding people within our community um but as a whole we just don't do enough and you know Lee doing what he does this definitely cuts through those stigmas
2: yes I agree
0: 100% I'm still it's a surreal experience right now for me this is you've been here a couple of times now yeah uh, it's, it's surreal for me knowing that we're in Lee's home
2: yeah crazy, you know? so, I mean great looking home the yeah. ambiance is just you feel at home you feel welcome and it, it, it's just it's supposed to be that's the experience you're getting, right?
0: You're, it's like the casual. It's the ambiance that a lot of restaurants try to carve out, right? And here it's just organic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to keep it. I want keep it that way, right? Um, like I said earlier,
1: it's, it's everything about me, right? From the music to the type of food, the type of the way that I cook Filipino food, and um, you know, me being able to. Uh, interact with my guests right like now right I mean it, it means a lot to me to be able to do that um, and I feel that there's that certain connection right that my guests have with me right just from having that experience
2: so uh, going back to inspiration of dishes right like you were talking about the mirror plate so because this is a new dish for me I'm looking at the presentation and this dish did this trigger something because I'm looking at this plate so this, so like is I was this saying, a, a plate that you've had. So I've had this plate oh, okay. before. I haven't used it in a while, just because it's,
1: it's a little bit unique in itself, and I it just um, there's not a lot of dishes that I can put on this plate specifically. Okay. Uh, so um, when I came up with the plating, um, I just decided to try to use this one. Um, you know, th- this dish because it's new I mean there, there could be different iterations of it you know as we go along the next few weeks or so um, so you yeah, know this dish might look completely different for you know, um, two or three weeks from <laughs> now you know, I, don't <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I have no idea yet
2: no because I have noticed some of the other dishes and you change it up same same uh, dish, different presentation
1: different
2: presentation yeah, yeah. This no, is, but that, this is, that's cool though
0: it's amazing just to see this being prepared and you know your you, my anxiety is rising because <laughs> <I> can't <wait. laughs> you can't wait it. <laughs> like, but you also want to see where it's going yeah you know?
2: absolutely that's why i was like i'm looking at this dish i'm like wait what is he gonna do with this and yeah i'm, I'm like really anxious so our next course
1: here is my uh lumpia stariwa right or fresh lumpia and uh the way that i look at that dish is um Sure, it's like a stir fry of different vegetables, but it, it's kind of wrapped in a wrap wrapper, or a fresh lumpia wrapper, very so much like a crepe, and that's how visually and inspiring, you know, I, I look at it, right? So I ended up making a crepe, you know, for the, for the wrapper itself, and I, I baked it or, or cooked it with a little bit of these uh, mustard flowers, which are in the season, you can kind of see that in the wrapper itself. And then all the same kind of uh, usual suspects that you might see is like uh, bean sprouts, carrots. Um, I wanted to add asparagus because that's you know, really nice and it's, it's
0: coming into season right now. Green beans. I'm also really digging this playlist, by the way. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he turned it down a little bit, but for us, we can hear maybe you'll pick it up in the recording, but yeah, the, the, the playlist is on point. Yeah. Running
1: all the courts, SF to the town Dead pods, now we're just running our mouths Barbershop talk, rocking the spot Got you thinking these opinions all coming in hot Lifelong bond has the convos flow Time just goes, constant growth Straight from the base, spreading knowledge and laughs Listen up, show love, homie, it's the
0: second
2: half